Talking to people about dark matter and neutrinos can be funny. Surely you're joking. Hopefully, yes. What a wonderful universe. Okay, welcome to Surely You're Joking, a podcast about science and comedy colliding together. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin and Peter Hickerson, and I'm joined by fellow hosts, Jimmy O. Yang and yo, Rick yo. Pippen. Hey. How are you doing, guys? <laughs> Good? Thanks for having us, man. Or, I yeah. mean, this is our show. It's not yeah, you having is, us, really. We, no. <laughs> We're yeah, having come each on. other. Yes. I, mean, I had the brilliant here. <laughs> um, just to give you a little background about me, I am a nuclear physicist and a stand-up comedian. And I'll let uh, you guys describe yourselves because you're so much better at it. And, oh, well, uh, yeah, I'm a nuclear physicist and a comedian. <laughs> yeah, what do you do, you losers? <laughs> yeah, how do you find yourself introducing yourself to like women? I mean, I know you're married, but like it's like I, I'm like I'm can, a nuclear can, physicist. I only can talk to one of you at a time. <laughs> just calm down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is Jimmy speaking, and uh, yeah, I'm an actor. I, I I'm on that show Silicon Valley. I play Jing Yang, and um, I'm also a stand-up comedian. Go from nuclear physics to Silicon Valley, and then there's just the idiot in the corner over here. I'm Greg Pippen, <laughs> and I am a comedian. I tour around the world doing comedy, and uh, I'm writing a couple pilots right now, and uh, hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Excited for awesome. this podcast. And yeah, I know Griff, nothing. Griff, you know the only reason we let you on this podcast is because we're using your house. Yeah, I'm aware. Record. I'm aware. <laughs> That's yeah. the only reason. I'm aware. We're, we're um, in a very glamorous location in West ex- Hollywood. <laughs> I'm excited to be part of this podcast because I'm really stupid, so this is going to be fun for me <laughs> to be with you guys on this podcast. Awesome. All right. I guess just to start things off, I just have some like news stories or something I want to mention, just a couple. I didn't go very elaborate on this. So apparently, it went viral and scared the shit out of a bunch of people on the Twitterverse, because this is what people do on the Twitterverse, that an asteroid was going to come and hit the Earth... And that uh, only certain people knew about it, and it went, you know, it said it was going to hit a, an asteroid in Puerto Rico, it was several kilometers wide, and that somehow NASA was covering it up or something and weren't telling the public, and uh, a bunch of science uh, programs and, and websites had to constantly reassure people, like, no, an asteroid is not going to hit the Earth. And so the reason I think I'm bringing this up is because Asteroids is like a thing that I'm particularly worried about, and <laughs> that was my worst fear when I was a kid. <laughs> just getting annihilated by a random asteroid. Well, that's what's funny is that is a reasonable fear. It's so a it's phobia. extra frustrating to have a story like this because then it was like, oh, that's nonsense. We don't have to worry. Now it's about like cry wolf. It. Yeah, well, exactly. The kid that cry cried wolf. asteroid. Yeah, we're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're worried. It's oh no, it's going to hit a place we like, Puerto Rico. But if the asteroid was like, it's going to hit Oklahoma, nobody would really care. <laughs> like, hey, oh hey, well, Chris, where are you from again? Where are you <laughs> Oklahoma. From? Oh, right. right okay. <laughs> if this asteroid is going to destroy multiple trailer parks, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, it, shit happens. <laughs> so are they going to say that this asteroid was going to destroy the world? Three, I don't know to what degree people thought that, but a three-kilometer-wide uh, asteroid would definitely destroy the world. I really? Mean, three would, kilometer doesn't sound that big. It doesn't, but asteroids are going very fast. They're going about 50,000 miles an hour, typically. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the speed they gain from falling towards the sun. Uh, and that's that speed. I mean, there's uh, 
the the yield is equivalent to millions to billions of atomic bombs. So it's it's really pretty enormous. That's, and oh. the main effect has that it just creates this huge debris cloud and changes the weather for a long time. Anyone nearby, of course, gets vaporized and gets splattered in molten lava. But um, even on the all the way around the world. You It'll know, be a slow death for the rest of us. Those, those yeah. dinosaurs at Jurassic this, World are pissed about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again. this is exactly how we think the the dinosaurs went extinct. We have really good evidence that there's so, uh, an asteroid that hit not too far away from Puerto Rico in Yucatan, another fun party spot. I don't know what it is about asteroids and, and party summer. spots. It's God, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's God trying to go to spring. Yeah, so God's Kevin. like, you guys are partying too much, man. I'm going to hit you with an asteroid. Now, this is, you know, we... Often society just accept what brilliant scientists say. They say it like, "Oh, they're so- they're brilliant." Whatever you could tell me something about nuclear physics, and I'd believe you. Now we we all accept generally as a society that carbon dating is a legitimate, you know, not unquestionable type of science. Is it questionable? Is it, is it are there fallible? Are there holes in carbon dating? Because I'm hearing more and more studies of these drawings and pyramids in different parts of ancient history, but they're different parts of the world saying that there was there were civilizations we didn't know about or they're much older. I mean, how credible is carbon dating? Uh, carbon dating is pretty credible. I mean, uh, it actually is related to nuclear physics. It's caused by uh, radiation hitting the atmosphere and creating a kind of carbon isotope, carbon-14, that isn't uh, naturally in carbon. And it's only when it's in the air, it's in the form of carbon dioxide. And the only place it can happen is up in the upper atmosphere. Uh, and so what the dating is, is that anything organic, anything alive, that is part of the carbon cycle. You guys remember the carbon cycle? It's like, remember? I never learned about oh, okay. it. <laughs> All right. So this is an important feature class. of carbon dating is it relies on the carbon cycle. Carbon cycle is that every 200 years, uh, carbon will go through a plant and then an animal and then bacteria and then get turned and will at some point be turned back into carbon dioxide and will go back into the atmosphere. Whoa. So right now, every single atom of carbon in your body not every single but the vast majority of, of every atom of carbon in your body has was in the form of carbon dioxide at some uh-huh. point um so it's not absolutely true of all carbon but that's on average that's what happens so that's actually how uh so you contain a certain amount because you're alive right now and you're breathing and you know you contain a certain amount of uh carbon 14 that came from the upper atmosphere so it's reliable as 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 much as that model is, but that only goes like you know five thousand years or something. So, so carbon goes away after five thousand years. Yeah, is that its half life is about five thousand years. So it's really good at dating stuff, you know, zero to ten thousand years ago. It, yes. it's not. You can't date something that's a million years. You have to use that, other dating techniques. Uh, yeah, how do we how do we say this dinosaur is from the Jurassic period ten million years ago or whatever? Well, that one's less my my specialty, but there it's just a lot of geology. And is that more speculation in theory? No, it's not. Actually, the date that the dinosaurs went extinct is, like, known really well for some reason. They keep narrowing it down, and they know it, like, even though it was 65 million years ago, it's like they know it to something like 70,000 years now or wow. something. So is that just... based on molecular science or carbon or whatever? It's it's based on, the, it's called the KT boundary is what it's called. And you, it, every geologist knows about it. And you can see it all over the earth. And there are some isotopes that help them date it, but it's not carbon, it's something else. But the uh, the main thing is that you can see this boundary in rock if you go anywhere in the world. So that's one of the reasons they knew it was some kind of global event. 
is because you can see this very thin line separating two regions, and all the dinosaur bones are on one side, and everything else is on the other. Wow, dude. I've got a question. There's the theory the dinosaurs all died at the same time because this big boom, this asteroid hit. Well, what about underwater? How did the megalodon shark go extinct? Shouldn't he have been the king of the water? How did he go extinct? Well, I think like the the main idea, I don't know how this turned into dinosaurs, but it's cool. But uh, <laughs> the, the main idea there is like the entire ecosystem fell apart. So that's because how, of the huge cloud of, yeah, of asteroid waves. It blocks up the sun, that kills all the photoplankton. It didn't make the photoplankton go extinct, but it killed them off enough that all these animals trying to eat it, and then the animals that eat those animals. Oh, so basically, wow. anything larger than, I think, like basically a bunny died off. Like, wow. no large animals could survive that. Right, I don't remember the exact Of course, some lives like, survived, so yeah, that's became yeah, us and, and, and survived stuff. like crazy. In right. fact, uh, one of my favorite um, pet theories that's gaining a lot of, of uh, popularity now is uh, that life is probably, it's called panspermia, and it's great just because it's sperm in the name. <laughs> but, um, I also went on a porn site. It's an Asian porn <laughs> site called panspermia. <laughs> <laughs> So this this theory is uh, just that life started anywhere in the galaxy and it just spread from planet to planet. Now, can, can you walk us through maybe step by step what will exactly happen when the asteroid, a three kilometer per se asteroid, hits the Earth? Step by step, uh, what will happen? Obviously, people will vaporize. You know, yeah, in, the, in the vicinity, it would get blown up. Probably right? everyone in anywhere around. Let's say it hit Puerto Rico. Everyone on the eastern seaboard would be killed within. You know, how would they would it, would it be a big explosion or is it the heat that comes from you know the the rock hitting the rock? Like this were momentum yeah. kind of. Well, the yeah, the rock would go through the atmosphere and that would be where the heat starts. So that alone would would vaporize anyone underneath it because the light from the atmosphere uh, of this thing making. So Puerto Rico would become Van Nuys on a September <laughs> summer day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then once it hits. Um, then it would actually start to the rock on rock contact would actually start to create even much hotter uh, material as and it would form lava basically you know uh, liquid metal so it'd be exploding lava yeah, off and it would create there's some there's this classic crater shape where you have sort of like a parabolic ejective material and so basically like shedding huge chunks of of lava everywhere and a lot of it would come would fly out and rain down you know as far as like, you know, a quarter way around the world. Really? And some pieces would even go into orbit and then fall back down much later. Wow. And, and even, so with a three kilometer thing, even these little pieces would actually then go on and do their own little damage. You know, as you get smaller, it's just the main thing. But um, uh, there would also be like a huge, if it's in the, near the water, it would create a huge tsunami, which would basically kill off anything living on a coast. That would go around the world many times. And it would also send these shock waves and earthquakes all over the world, which would cause all their own damage everywhere, wow. too. It would cause tsunamis, like, multiple times? Uh, well, they would just keep going. They'd be tsunamis so much bigger than anyone we've seen. Because we're talking about, uh, you know, the equivalent of earthquakes that are way bigger than anything we've ever had in human civilization. Like, the biggest we've ever had is around, you know, in the 9 to 10 range. Right. And those usually are the ones that make these, like, huge killer tsunamis, but... You know, with an asteroid with that big, I mean, this would create earthquakes all around the world, like much more uh, more intense than that, because it's literally just like rattling the the crust 
of the Earth. Wow. You know, it's like sending these powerful shockwaves through the entire mantle of the planet. So how long would it take for humankind to be extinct when an asteroid of three kilometer hits the world? Uh, probably not very long. I don't think it would take that long. It depends where on the what part of the... We're talking about a couple of days, a couple of weeks. Obviously, the people immediately will be dead. Yeah, yeah. Let's say it hit Oklahoma and yeah. right in the middle of the <laughs> land and went yeah, from if there. If it hit Oklahoma, I think it would kill off everyone in the U.S. within the first couple hours. Canadians, too? Canadians, too. Wow. And yeah. Mexico? Bad times. Yeah, except for the preppers. The preppers <laughs> have a solid month. Into this, I think. Can you prep for this? Like how? I, if you're if you're not on the impact zone, if you're if you're safely away from the impact zone, if you have food stored and everything, yeah, I think you'd probably prep but, for. A but week you have to go two. in like a bunker. Yeah, have you seen these these bunkers on the? Have you seen Preppers, the TV show? I've, I've seen it <laughs> on Preppers. Uh, is this a TV yeah. show? Oh, yeah, 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 no, it, it is. 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 Asteroid yeah. Preppers? No, no, it's, it's like, like nuclear stuff. <laughs> usually, oh, it's right? like Obamacare Preppers or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when this shit gets real, we're going <laughs> oh, underground. Oh, y'all, y'all be wrong when that nuclear Obamacare asteroid hits. It's going to ruin everything. <laughs> now, I, I think I've seen it in a movie or maybe multiple movies that uh, evil genius try, try, tries to make a drill that drills to the center of the Earth. And when it hits the core, the whole Earth's going to explode. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's a movie. Kevin like, Peter Hickerson's like... going to drill to the center of the Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably like a Nicolas Cage movie back in like the 90s or something. Does that, does that sound right? No, if somehow no, we hit doesn't. something in the core, it's the whole earth's just going to explode? Nope. No. Yeah, that's like saying Blowing if you, know, that's like saying if you drill really a hole hard. into a coconut, it's going to blow up in your face. So here's the thing. like To destroy all life on earth, you don't have to destroy the earth. Like The overwhelming majority of the earth is yeah. dead. It's just like molten rock. We're just this like precious little coating, like a paint on the top. Now, yeah, microbes goes many miles down, and there's microbes in you know the bottom crests of the ocean and in near volcanoes. But even that's just like that's just a little tiny little covering. You know, most of the earth, to actually destroy the Earth, you would have to hit it with something like the size of the Earth. Mm. So a three to four, um, I think that's part of why it seems so hard to understand how dangerous they are. It's like Three to four kilometers, three or four miles across, that doesn't sound that big because they are so big, but it's it's bad to just the things living on the surface, the things that need everything to be nice air-conditioned temperatures and you need water and all that bullshit. So it wouldn't, it would kill all humankind and like all the large animals like it did, you know, back in the Jurassic well, era? Maybe. Would, they, would actually, it leave chihuahuas might, or would they stay? In, in a weird way, we might actually be one of the few big animals that could survive because really? we have all this technology and shit. And of course... Like the the you know the astronauts in the space station might be alive, right? Like I don't know, right? They and might, then they maybe they'll hang out there. Yeah, together. we have a very powerful tool to save us. It's called the internet. And yeah, that's right. And yeah. that was how this story started. The internet gave a false. Now, so alarm. how real is that fear? Because I know we we track the stars, we track the debris of everything. How real is it that an asteroid that we never see coming will be like, oh, it's going to hit the Earth next week, and there's nothing we can do about it? That's what bugs me about this story. Is that because it's crying wolf, nobody's going to believe it, but it's actually not that unrealistic of a scenario. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, it's weird because it happens in a very strange way that our brains can't handle. The probabilities of the time scales are really long, but the the probability that it kills everything is really high. So those two numbers, that really small number and that big number, when you multiply them together, they turn into regular numbers. Like... Here, for example, where you're just about as likely to die from an asteroid ex- 
making human race extinct as you are from dying in a plane accident. Oh, that's frightening. You, yeah, and when you <laughs> when you tell people, most people are just like, "No, that's impossible." But the the two numbers come out the same right. way. It's like the winning reason... lottery for the common folks at home, right? Yeah, right. Because you can win so much. So saying that you can win a dollar from the lottery, it's the same probability of you making a dollar off your buddy playing dice. Oh yeah, exactly. exactly. Man, I just it's broke just it down like, like hood, dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> right. It's like guaranteed somebody's going to win the lottery is just very unlikely it's going to be you. But the right. two happen, you know, you can't say, oh, nobody wins the lottery because, yeah, they do. So it's weird that we spend, a, we spend money-wise, we spend like way more on, on plane safety because that's a thing we see on the news. When a plane crashes, it like, sucks. And we're all like, oh, man, that needs like another billion dollars thrown at it. But, you know, asteroid-wise, we, we, we're not quite there yet. And we so are really we monitoring like, these guys? There are, but we not the way that we should be. We actually need like satellites, and we have a lot of blind spots. Did you guys see that video with the the Russian uh, asteroid that like blew up in the sky? Did you see that? Oh, and with all the debris that's yeah, out there, it sent this shockwave that like hurt thousands of people. It didn't really kill anyone, but because it, it was up in the air. What but kind that of people? One was it, a total it, blind spot asteroid. Like it came because it happened to come from the direction of the sun. We can't see asteroids coming from an orbit that goes too close to the sun because there's. The fucking sun. Yeah, you can't stare yeah. into yeah. the sun. Yeah. yeah, so that's a blind spot we have. So the only way to get around that is you have satellites way far off in different spots around the solar system, and you, you look for them there. So right now, what percentage of transparency are we looking at of asteroids? Like, how many asteroids are we covering? There are a lot of them. Uh, there. I mean, I, there that, are a lot of a lot. asteroids. That could be, that could be danger. That could be yeah, up danger. I mean, I saw us. Star Wars. I know there are a lot of <laughs> asteroids out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're out there. <laughs> Um, there's a NASA has a great site that answers you that question. It has a list of all the uh, asteroids they're tracking, uh-huh. and they're listed by priority of like their chance of hitting you. So it gives you this little creepy number, like like they're all small, but they're I think like the lowest, the absolute, uh, sorry, the absolute highest is like point oh one percent. So like one in ten thousand that will hit the Earth. But and it was like oh pff, it's fine. But I mean, can you imagine like if the lottery was like oh hey you'll win three hundred million dollars if just point oh one percent. Like, and you know, how everybody's people, buying everybody it. Everybody can't yeah. even buy it. That'd be insane. Well, that sounds very scary. Yeah, you know? the, especially he said there's. They give you creepy numbers on the website. <laughs> <laughs> you said creepy numbers. <laughs> it's like that countdown clock. How many days would it take for you to die? Yeah, I mean, we just need Bruce Willis, and we'll be fine. <laughs> what What do we do? What What is the measure if we do detect an asteroid coming in? Uh, my pers- different people have different ideas. My personal, my favorite strategy is you'd go and you would detonate a nuclear warhead next to it when it's very far away. Sweet. So you got to eat. Bruce oh. Willis's method would not be a good way. What is Bruce Willis's method? I just remember. Yeah, like, Armageddon, yeah. Yeah, there was just Aerosmith, and it was just everything was wrong about it. But yeah, uh, we planted dynamite on this thing. About this. I got asked about this on an interview because they were saying, like, what is one of the things in a movie that bugged you the most? And it was the ending to that Bruce Willis movie, Armageddon, because what they do is it's headed towards the earth, and then they blow it up. And then it's it's like you know like the Ewoks when they blow up the the fucking Death Star. <laughs> and it was like yay, you know, like okay, we're all fine. But that doesn't make any sense physics wise because like if you blow something up, 
the pieces are still there. You're come I mean, back they're, they're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you spread the worse. damage out. Yeah. You're just <laughs> you have a shotgun round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you just, just sawed off shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So there was been shooting somebody in the temple. Yeah. It was a sniper before. Now you just have a sawed off shotgun. Yeah. Doesn't work like that, Bruce Willis. You're an idiot. Yeah. In fact, uh, I did this calculation before. Um, an asteroid like uh, that size, you know, like a couple kilometers across, if you were to pick up all the pieces into the finest sand you possibly could so that they all burn up in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. the atmosphere would get the equivalent of a month's worth of sunlight in about 20 seconds. <laughs> so wow. It would probably basically fry everyone. It would be like the worst case scenario to have it not be a nice solid. There's At least with the nice solid ball, you know, it just mostly takes out Oklahoma. And then you know, you <laughs> people, what's the other side of Oklahoma? I don't know. It, uh, the Indian Ocean. Texas, or something. Yeah, okay. Texas? That's all we What's next to, to Oklahoma? <laughs> Wait, so you're we saying. We geography. It was Oklahoma and then Texas all around. <laughs> 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 Wait, so you're saying that it will be brighter, like it will have more sun in that no, second no, no. Of I mean, sand? we get the equivalent energy of oh, the energy, uh, the energy of a month's worth of sunlight. So, oh, so, imagine, so what happened with fry? Yeah, so yeah, imagine like the hottest day in uh, in West Hollywood, and then multiply that, that by, heat 30 by thirty in twenty <laughs> seconds. Yeah, <laughs> in twenty seconds, you know, it would just be it would it would vaporize everybody on that side of the planet. It would be like Terminator Critical. Two, the yeah. end of Terminator Two. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's like Arizona times. in the middle of August. Right. Mm. <laughs> but so, but what you do want to do, a plan I am personally a fan of is that you long, long ahead of time. If you get it a long way away, if you know it's going to be like years. What's a long way? Like this, this asteroid that's coming towards you. Well, I mean, how long is a long way? Like 10 years away. <laughs> oh, so yeah. if, if we Depends found on out... the size. <laughs> so you're saying if we found out on a blind spot that we know an asteroid's coming in about a year, yeah. we're dead. Probably. If it's too big, yeah, we're oh, dead. Fuck. Yeah. We can't... We have a year... If we uh, have a notice. year and it's big enough, yeah, there's we, we don't, can't just I fire. Don't a, <laughs> I mean, I don't know of a technique. Have to they? Do that. They haven't uh, made a movie like that, have they? Like, if you got, if everybody on Earth has one year to live, what would you do? Oh, that'd be cool. That would have been a better Ooh. ending that movie. You know, just yeah, like write that script yeah. later on Seriously. after the show. Yeah. Cancel the podcast. <laughs> Edit this out. This is my idea. <laughs> Copyright at WGA right now. <laughs> It's already been tweeted by the fat Jew. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> already. <Hey-o. laughs> I'm sorry. Curated. It was curated. 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 Yeah. Borrowed. <laughs> so, so, sorry to sidetrack you, but yes, uh, with 10 years ahead, uh, you hit it with a nuclear weapon? Yeah. If you go to the right spot, you actually probably want to hit it with two, but uh, that's just a detail. Um, but, uh, <sighs> what you do is, yeah, you want to you blow it up off to the side. And you want to try and inject enough material off to that side so that it gives it a nice little nudge and it pushes mm-hmm. off to the direction. And the reason it has to be 10 years ahead is because it's really, you know, an asteroid that big is really hard to move. It's very heavy. It's going very fast. But if you just give it a little bit of a nudge, you can tweak its orbit. So it'll just, just a little fly bit. by yeah. us. You know, might be, if you want to be dramatic, you'd have it so that we could all watch it go over our heads, which I think would be pretty fucking cool. But, um, um, do yeah. we have the technology to shoot a nuclear weapon that far into 10 years out? This uh, yeah, well, not... I don't, I don't know. Here's the problem. 
I don't know because yeah. if we do, it's probably not something that's advertised at the moment. That's right. I think 51 that's shit. part of the problem. That's why I like talking about it is because I think like as a planet, we have to say, look, I know we all don't want to have nuclear weapons around. Like obviously nobody wants to do that. Yeah. But there are actual legitimate cases where you have to have them. And you have to balance the fact that we all want to kill each other with the fact that we also all want to live. So it's right. like this weird thing where these like you know scary weapons that could eliminate us could also be the only thing that saves us. That saves us. See, that's a movie right there. <laughs> well, you ever think? You ever sit and think at what asteroids really are? Maybe it's just eight pissed off aliens throwing rocks at us. Oh, <laughs> like in uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> That's why it's always going towards uh, Oklahoma. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so these asteroids come from a field of asteroids or possibly breaking off from some giant rock? Uh, there are some in... The, there's a thing called the asteroid belt that has some, but for the most part, those uh, tend to be pretty stable in that orbit. It's between Mars and Jupiter. Uh, and it's, but most of them are more likely to come from really far away. We're essentially almost infinitely away, but they come from probably a thing called the Oort cloud. Oort Although, cloud. Yeah. The Oort cloud. That's is in New Zealand, right? Uh, no, it's not. That was a, that was no. a Lord of the Rings reference. Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh what that's you... Orc. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get it now. Anyway. Right. <laughs> he got it, but he wasn't amused. <laughs> so there you go. All right. We'll edit in laughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have a laugh track. We'll have a live audience next time. Okay, so uh, I think we're going to wrap up the show now. Um, so I think an open question now is uh, I think we should invite people to, to tweet at us what they think uh, their solutions for blowing up an asteroid would be. How would they handle so, an asteroid attack? Does that sound good? No, that yeah. sounds awesome. awesome. All right. Yeah. Um, why don't we also do like a final plug for everybody? Um, Griff, what's uh, where can people find you? Uh, at Griff Pippin. That's G R I F F P I P P I N. Same same name on Facebook and Instagram across the board. Okay. Do you have any shows or tours coming up? Uh, yeah, I do. If you are listening and you live in Europe, uh, if you live in Romania by chance, or <laughs> they love you science live, in Romania, they yeah, love they're asteroids. Yeah, they're big on asteroids. Asteroids and Dracula. If you live in Romania, England, Belgium, or Amsterdam. I'll be touring in Europe September 3rd through the 23rd. So that'll be exciting. The Redneck with a Passport Tour. There awesome. you go. That's a good name, dude. <clears throat> um, um, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Oyang. You can find me on a Funny Asian Dude, at Funny Asian Dude on Twitter and on Instagram. And um, I don't know when this is going to air. Uh, in September. I'm not sure either because it's the first one. Right, so, right, right. Uh, there's a little delay. Caused we can by the always first cut one. this out. Well, in September, yeah. uh, the first week of September is the first weekend I'll be in the Comedy Underground in Seattle, and then I'm going to Chicago after that. I uh, just did a show there so, and I loved that place. Oh, really? Yeah, the yeah. place is John awesome. Fox is a great yeah. dude. And um, yeah, going to go back to shoot Third Season Silicon Valley, so oh, man, watch I'm out for that. About that. And. Uh, Oh, I shot this other show called Those Who Can't. I'm in a couple episodes of that really funny Denver uh, sketch groups slash stand-up comics named the, called The Growlix. And it's this show called Those Who Can't. It's going to be on True TV. So, awesome. Yeah. And uh, I am Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. And I can be. you can find me on Twitter at KP Hickerson or Facebook, Kevin.Hickerson. 
I haven't joined really Instagram yet. I don't know. Should I? I keep dude. Being told all the pictures of asteroids you could be putting on there. <laughs> yeah, it's a no yeah. brainer. <laughs> all right, this has been uh, Shirley. You're joking, and we're all signing off. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Seventeen thirty-eight. <laughs>